You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. I never selected my friends. Uh, my friends and I went through shit, and that's why they're friends. The idea of coming out of COVID and then starting to fucking trim the fat and uh, choose and select the best friends that you have and creating this disgusting fucking hierarchy of people that are like meaningful to you. Who the fuck are you? This person is obviously someone who has no goddamn friends to begin with. Matt. Mickey Lolich owned a donut store next to my elementary school and church when I was a kid. And you'd go and on your birthday, you'd go get a box of donuts signed by Mickey Lolich. Take the school. My. So Roger Clemens does karaoke in Arizona. This is not a joke. In fact, I can show you this video. First off, you know his favorite. It's country because he used to fuck Minnie McCready when she was 15. And Scott. Wait, let's all listen to John Masticate. We can turn everything down. Shh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's that time again. It's the same podcast. You've been here before. You'll be here again. Maybe you'll never come back. Maybe you'll never even hear this. Does anyone hear this when we talk? I don't know, but we welcome in. It's Michael, Matt, Luke, Scott. Everybody's excited. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we're going to talk politics, religion, video games, crypto, girlfriends, boyfriends, uh, all kinds of wild stuff here. Uh, we were just talking about Music League, which you guys hear us talk about from time to time on the show. It's a little league that Scott runs, and me and Matt are in it. Luke's not in it, but he's fine with that. And you just pick a song every week based on the topic, and whichever song gets the most votes, everybody gets 10 votes. So the most votes each week is the winner, and at the end, there's a small cash prize. But it's more about bragging rights, really, for me. I'd rather just win than the money. Oh, it's mm. also about the cash, though. I mean, the cash prize, is, uh, if you get second place, you make money. Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be nice, yes. Yeah. I think that's just redundant. Yes, of course, money's always great. But Matt is apparently, uh, we've talked before on the show, Scott, he's unlocked the secret. This, the, yeah, this guy, he's got the, <laughs> as we as we bask in the shadow of his hundreds of vinyl records in the background as we record this, he's got his... Uh, <laughs> listen, got his, listen, let me just tell you that it's so hard to find the best songs because the ones that I have on vinyl aren't on Spotify. I'm just that fucking cool. So <laughs> I'm always cool. like, oh, I play this song, but oh, no, I... I have it on vinyl, but it's not on Spotify, so I can't. Well, like that music. that hasn't that hasn't prevented you from having your finger fully on the pulse of the members of Music League. So, whatever kind of voodoo bullshit you're pulling, man, I'm I'm rooting for you. Well, he's the, wine, law, he's the Weinstein of Music League. I've guessed oh. I have guessed wrong about people's fingers picks. around all the pulses. Like I was certain that the index was one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're the master, dude. I mean, I put in Bear versus Shark. The topic was local Michigan bands only. Bear oh. versus Shark got two votes. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, man, two votes though. That's pretty impressive, dude. Here's my what two okay. votes when there's 15 people with 10 What's votes. On? That's 150 on? votes. This was What's the hardest on? round ever to allocate points on. I wait. Did you say out of 150? There's 15 people, 10 votes. 150 votes total, right? Eight, 18 people, 10 votes each. Yeah, 100 oh, out of a, out of 180 possible votes. You so you can put in. Two, you can vote 10 times for one song. Yes, you can. 
you can allocate your 10 votes. It's ranked voting. Ranked voting. Yeah. Woo. Woo. It is ranked choice choice voting. That's going on in New York as we speak. As we speak. Mm -hmm. But But yeah, that bothers me. Maybe I picked the wrong Bear vs. I picked the song called Michigan by Bear vs. Shark, which I thought would be apropos. But it's not their best song. It's not their best song. But if I picked the best song when I got two more votes, it wouldn't have mattered. I got smoked. Nobody Man, cares. No, people people don't like punk and emo. That's why it's specifically there's a punk and emo uh, category oh in a couple God, weeks. Actually, oh, I'm very glad yeah. I'm not very glad I'm not involved in this league now. Oh. It, just sounds, it just sounds like the most pompous fucking uh, yeah. You know, it's you know, the whole thing is it's democratic ranked. and anonymous, uh, which yeah. means people are off the wrong. We all we're all gonna <laughs> we're all gonna die. <laughs> in yes, the end, it's yeah. not gonna work out. So fuck it. Congratulations, Matt. Matt, you've been in this league and you have the experience. There should be a reward for an experiential music league experience. So why not? <laughs> the, the experience is the the reward. The experience uh, is the experience. <laughs> is the, is that what? the reward is the experience. <laughs> the experience is the reward, I would argue. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, but I was certain Stephanie's no, that's that's a that could have been a Michigan that could have been a Michigan artist. I almost right played there. Madonna, I guess in hindsight I should have. Yeah, well, you got to sell out for the people, man. You know, I mean, Matt knows better. Yeah, Wait, so which one won? So what? What song won? What? What? Well, uh, what actually, actually like rose to the top? Mike D won with uh, Little Ann, which I was certain was Mike D. I knew that was Mike D. No, Crimson uh, and Clover. Won. Crimson, oh, and, Crimson Clover and Clover. Won. Yeah, and and actually, did you think I picked that, Scott? Because I've been so high on the. Uh, I did. Um, I didn't because I you're a man of just steadfast integrity. And I uh, didn't think you would play the same artist twice. I have that rule. It's a stupid rule. <laughs> but I don't want to sit here and play my favorite band seven times. Like, that's dumb. You know, everyone's going to know it. So, no, I didn't uh, I didn't automatically assume that. Mike, can we get a little Crimson and Clover here? Oh, yeah. Why, the long Actually, Luke, I was thinking about your uncle. I was thinking about... Uh, no, that would have got zero votes and it would have no. been all depressing. So I'm glad. I mean, the greatest it. drum break ever that your uncle was responsible <laughs> for, and I just want to celebrate. That it is. That, is that not the greatest drum break ever in a song? I'm biased, so TJ. I do. I do like it, but it's biased. I will contend that Tommy James is actually the hardest psych ever recorded. It's AM gold, but it is hard psychedelia. Yeah, it's bubblegum AM, but it is LSD for sure. Niles, Michigan's own, right? Is it Niles? Yeah, Michiana, down there in Michiana. (laughs) Released in November of 68. Fuck. I've heard this song 745,000 times, and I still like it. Yep. What? Shut up. Oh, wait. Shut up. I can't play these (laughs) and those at the same time. Trying to make you shut up. All right, that's a drop. I did not say that. Well, you know, I remember this song as a kid. My dad had all these CDs I'd play around with, and he had a bunch of these greatest hits of the 60s. That's how I discovered it, really, Uh, sitting in a floor in Detroit, 1993. It was fun. I also listened to John Philip Sousa in that same list, which is very strange. (laughs) You're a grand old flag. (laughs) Come on, who doesn't get a little bit excited? I hate America, and I'm kind of excited. Tommy James has an autobiography that I've been meaning to read, which is basically about how he 
was beholden to the mob. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Had yes. to keep recording albums to, like, pay off the mob. Oh, like fucking Sinatra? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, was it, was it Sinatra? Who was the, uh, who was the character based on in Godfather? It was Sinatra, right? Oh, maybe. That Johnny Blue Eyes, or it wasn't, you know, it was, like, named, like, I thought that was his fucking... But yeah, they had him perform for him and he was constantly terrified. Yeah, that's probably not Frank Sinatra. I feel like it's someone else, but who knows? Maybe yeah, not. yeah, no, because uh, Sinatra it's some other guy. part of the mob. <laughs> yeah. There's something called Google, and I'll find out. He's an Italian entertainer, and he's based on somebody who's smaller time, but he is a real person. But, yeah, know, that little squee, squeaky guitar. Tommy Fontaine. Al Martino. Oh, yeah, Frank. Huh? Yeah, yeah. John, Johnny Fontaine is a character. He's inspired by Sinatra. Played by Al Martino. You know what? I'm glad this one. This was the best song. It's a great song. Uh, I just wish Bear Richard would get some more local love. I just feel like <laughs> I thought this was people who were like never gonna hipster, work, uh, hipsters no. connected into the local scene, and they they're like, not yeah. cool hipsters. They're toughest, they're yard sign hipsters. It's it's the <laughs> toughest category because I, I'll make this argument any day of the week. Detroit and Michigan, like for pound for pound, the best musical state city in the world. That's completely biased, but. I you mean, have, uh, you have every the, genre the represented. Music acts out of California were transplants in California, so <laughs> you can't say they were born and bred, you know. Well, and to so, be yeah, fair, a so lot Michigan, of them, yeah, a lot of them in Detroit were too. I mean, you got a lot of people from the South, like you know, they just dedicated yeah. Marvin Gaye Boulevard on uh, West Outer right, Drive. Well, I was trying to help you, and he's from Maryland. Jesus Christ, but I guess, I guess this completely is, destroyed them. I get, my point is that everybody came here to make music, and there's just a great musical tradition in any genre. Yeah. From from Barry Gordy to Bear versus Shark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barry to Bear. And I found a couple of those songs. I'll okay, tell you what. I'll tell salad. you what, man. Look of at all that the salad, guys. Shows. Look at that salad, Luke. Look at that salad, right? Look there. at that salad. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun watching you eat while trying to talk on this fucking mic. You know, that's what I do salad. every week in case you haven't. Yeah, that giant ass yeah. salad. Look at that. Put Matt yourself on better... mute every five seconds. Matt does a better job though. He mutes while he eats and stuff. Yeah, but he knows the skills. Well done. Matt's been on this podcast at least three times. <laughs> yeah, but he's I ate right. before. Yeah, I keeping before. Uh, John alive. Wait, let's all listen to John masticate. We can turn everything down. Shh. No, he got oh, off he mute. Muted himself. He got off God mute. damn it! <laughs> no, shh, shh, listen. You listen close, close. Great job. <laughs> Very good. Way to play along. But I should have picked. If I picked this song, I would have got more votes. This is. That this is the more. Uh, this is like the best song on that album. Maybe I should have picked the best song, and I would have got four votes. I'm very disappointed. But that's okay. Let's tell things go. I would have picked Catamaran. That is honestly my favorite Beverly Hills. No, because it has the most time. plays on Spotify. I, I have adamantly oh, oh, refused. Okay, it's so not, that makes it bad. It ought to, no, it's not even the best song by a mile either, in my opinion. What? So I, it's important to me to I represent myself and my personal choices. 
when I played this. It show. wouldn't have mattered anyways. It doesn't matter. None well, of those people would have picked it. I used to do Michigan with those. This guys song on I stage love. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, it's a good guitar line. It's a lot of fun. I gotta say though, he is he is honestly, like truly one of the best live performers I have ever seen. I have got to give him credit for that. I mean, he, he gives is it his one all. of the greatest fucking live performers ever. It's a performance art. He gives it his Holy all. Holy shit. He likes to put good. the microphone in his mouth, which is disgusting. Well, he also, like, I watched his show on YouTube. I can't remember when this was, but the Audio microphone treat? cut out. Microphone cut out, and he just, like, ran into the audience and kept oh. singing without the microphone. And it almost sounded just as loud. He's definitely a projector. And as a fellow projector myself, I absolutely Unreal. respect that. Yes, you're a projector as well. We love projecting. It's fun. Good for Mark. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But Go yeah, ahead. No. Project, everybody. Uh, enough projecting, though. Luke, we'd like to hear about your experience at the doctor today. Could you enlighten us? Ooh, baby. Because you man, haven't been to your doctor man. in a long time. Well, after our after our win this Sunday. Oh, that's right. We, we haven't are, even talked uh, about our yeah, game wrap-up. Like this 24, is the official. 24-17. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Good job, 16. boys. Yeah, yeah do yeah. the game wrap-up. I mean, we're 2-1 and one now. Yep. We are. That's true. That's, we had, we had that's full, con- full, team effort. full team effort. Full team effort. Minus Scott. You Minus did. Scott. Mike hit a triple from the left side. Yeah, Mike. Mike apparently is a switch hitter. I always forget that every time. <laughs> it's, it's like I almost killed a kid first. I haven't but... seen you play in ten years. Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, yeah, he uh, he's been switch hitting for a long time. He was just continuously uh, pounding the ball into the bleachers on the right field line yeah, where children was, were yeah. <laughs> wandering around innocently. Almost murdered. Yeah, almost control. murdered two kids. That one? T- that was very close. That was a hot shot right above her head. And it was terrifying. Telling you what, she though, never if, knew. If you're, standing, never if you're standing on the fucking bleachers, uh, that's on you. That's not... That's yeah, not if, you're a, if you're uh, five years old and standing on bleachers and you die from a baseball that Mike hits, that's on you. Dude, the, the, <laughs> you know, the legal profession had to come up with a term called assumption of risk because of idiots <laughs> sitting on the fucking uh, side the of the field. The guy on the other team got really hit in the head. Really? You guys hear that other? Oh, you didn't, yeah, I was over there on the left side of the plate, of course. So the guy was in the dugout or outside of it in that area. And he's like, hey, why don't tell that guy to just hit the fucking ball straight then, you know? What do you guys give a sh-? This guy was pissed. He was big and tall and angry. Well, you, you did hit 20 fucking shots over there. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> well, after the second or third one, all of the kids should have been moved away from the bleachers. What the yeah. fuck? After the, 16th, the after the 16th, they definitely should have been moved. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. It's okay, so yeah, I'll, get, I'll give you two. I'll give you two balls, right? You get two hits over there. If they're still there on the third one, everything else is on them. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was really Adapt dumb, or Scott. fucking die, man. Adapt or die. I don't understand that, I dude. Mean... They were fucking. The kids were sitting right over, right over the first baseman's head. Literally, like if I if I like uncorked one and just like just missed first base or he just missed the ball i would have yep. killed yeah. one of those kids <laughs> I, I had to tell them i had to tell them to move i was like just please fucking don't sit just don't sit there you don't have to sit right there just move like 10 feet it's all you gotta don't do be that guy yeah don't be that guy kid jesus <laughs> no, it was, 
unbelievable. It's, the par- it's completely the parents' fault. Fucking morons are. It's the well, it's the parents' fault. Come on, you was you yeah. assume a base yeah, level no, the kids of are, risk. Kids are when you, yeah, when kids you, are subhuman, so it doesn't. When you go to a sporting <laughs> event, right? You go to a sporting event, you assume the risk. Of, of course, said sporting I'm event. Sure I'm too intimidated to do it. I don't understand. Don't now. be afraid. God, let you gotta let it. Un- you gotta <laughs> let it uncork. But yeah, that was a fun at bat because uh, I never really had a bat like that anytime my softball career. It was like eight uh, you nine hit like, foul uh, balls. It was yeah, like a major league baseball balls, at bat. Yeah. He's battling. He's trying to stave off these speed, <laughs> speed pitch softballs. You almost <laughs> chased the pitcher for the bullpen. <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah. I, oh, that I was that, that pitch guy. wasn't at the arc that he likes. Oh, that was a seven footer. Oh, he didn't like that one. He's yeah. yeah and then in the end I ended up grinding cool. out. But yeah, we turned it around. It was fifteen all. It was a crucial point in the yeah. game. Uh Matt hit a home run after me too in that inning that we unloaded, which was awesome. So we just It was not started. a real home run though. It was just a it, guy no, You hit it. it you hit There's it no far fun. enough. You hit it far enough. So to me that's a home run. Well, there no, wasn't it was an a, error. Okay. It was uh I gotta keep Matt honest. It was a triple and he knows that with an error. It was a bobble. There was a bobble I, I, at uh, Oh, there was at, a bobble. The uh, yeah. uh, hey, listen. I admit it. we got to be honest. I love. I actually love you playing think on you the are open. You a fucking king around here? Yeah, I do. No, I, I love playing on the... Um, I like how we respond to those clips, too. Uh, I like playing on the open field because you yeah. can really... It's fun to play outfield there because you can really, like... So much better. Scout, scout a hitter. You know, it's like... Gallop. Dare him, dare him to hit it over your head. Dare him to, like... Just Lay like everything in life, making a decision feels good sometimes. You just right, got to make yeah. a fucking decision and move on. That's <laughs> using outfielder. You got to make that final decision, man, and you did. That guy yeah. railed that one. You cut it off, only had it lead to a double. That guy smoked it to dead center, and you got there quick and got it in. So it is fun out there, too. I agree. It, it was different than last week's or the previous week's field, which didn't have fences, but it had a weird fence because the other field yeah. across from it has a fence going outwardly, which was... Technically a fence for us, but it was weird. So. No, that was super bizarre. Uh, that that fence, like in the outfield from the other field, encroaches on it. <clears throat> I don't know. And Wait, there was the, only one. There were only like two or three hits the entire game that went to the right side at all. Hmm. One was Gallagher launching a fucking moonshot over Mike's head, and then there were like two grounders. They fucking didn't hit a single thing in that direction. Hmm. Well, it was good to be back on Belle Isle, except for the bullshit traffic to get in there because <laughs> dude, I was up north. I'm I'm camping in a wilderness state park, just totally detached from everything. And I was actually laughing. I was sharing it with Stephanie. And you we know, were kind like of city. It is it laughing. It is probably. We're dude, laughing at your guys at your guys' pain kind of like Where's it at? I'm on. It's great. No, it sucks. I'm in gridlock traffic. Everything's awesome. Okay, it's. I'm going to be there in five hours. This shit sucks. I'm like sitting by a campfire eating fucking... Yeah, it's a Corona commercial. It's a fucking... (laughs) You hear seagulls in the background and just hear waves and you fucking flick a bottle cap. I miss it, though. I I do. Whiskey. I uh, look forward to joining you guys with my questionable quad on on Sunday afternoon. Questionable well, quad and Luke's questionable knee apparently. Oh, dude, quads, this oh, yeah. quad shit. I don't think it's. I think it's fine, but I all I know how to do is stretch it, soak it in tiger balm, and try to relax. Which is, I'm good at relaxing, and I'm good at putting tiger balm on my quad. So you never have to unplug. 
you know. <laughs> I, think, I think that's I think that's going to be perfect for you. Yeah, no, I, I went to I, so I haven't had a personal per, a primary care physician in a while. PCP. No way. So I've had a PCP in a while. It's been it's been a minute, and it's been six fucking years. So uh, I I couldn't I couldn't fucking walk. I was you know I, I haven't done that much. I it's not like I you know it's not like I slam my knee against something. You know just kind of diving around for balls or whatever, running running around the field, and then. I, but I, I had to go. I, I, I could not really move my knee. And the dude was like, uh, he was like, all right, so what was your diagnosis before? I said, well, I, I've got bursitis, uh, arthritis or whatever. And, and he goes, hmm. I goes, I don't know if I trust any other doctor. And I said, that's fine. I appreciate that honesty. He goes, I'm going to drain this. And I was like, are you sure? Can we just get like a cortisone shot? He goes, uh, it's got to be drained. Um, he goes, believe me, it's going to make a huge difference. And I have never gone through that process. It's totally fucking disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but it is the most amazing thing <laughs> ever. I mean, he, he, nobody knows this. Nobody knows the measurement, but he took 30 cc's of fluid out of my knee. And he said it was only half and he was like, uh, if I had a longer needle, I could have taken it all out, but I only had a short needle, which meant he had to jam the needle really, really hard into my joint. And he was moving it around and he was like hitting a nerve. And I started like getting a flop sweat. And I just like, I was like, dude, I got to fucking relax. And I just like flop back. <clears throat> he was like, you're, you're fine. He goes, he goes, oh, does this hurt? And I was like, yeah, it, yeah, it's hurting. It's hurting. Well, he goes, motherfucker. He goes, I, I, well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> he kept going. I'm so, that's the, that's the way people say, like, well, I'm sorry if I'm sorry if I offended you. What I'm sorry you feel that's, that. That's what he was saying. Yeah, I'm sorry you feel that way. And he just kept going. Oh my god, though, dude, I can walk again. It feels amazing. Absolutely amazing. And a ground ball into left field for a base hit. They're going to course, now I have, uh, I've got a referral to an orthopod, so we'll see what happens later. But Arthroscopic surgery. Party's over. Wah, wah, wah. I don't think I'm in surgery territory yet. I'll be doing that off-season, by the way. I, I will never do surgery in the middle of the season. <laughs> that sounds awful, man. That, <laughs> God damn it. What is that well, shit? I mean, what if, it's inevitable, if it's inevitable, it's inevitable. I'm just going to do it when I have to do it. What's what that? is the fluid? What is it? Water, basically. Really? Yeah. So water uh, hurts. Your, you your body is seventy percent water, right? So it's like when your when your cells are attacking inflammation and building up cushion for the inflamed area. It's just water. Sorry, how was your walking today? Okay, wait. So oh my god! Terrible, the terrible. For the doctor's uh, appointment has to do. What is it you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, terrible, <clears throat> terrible before the doctor's appointment. Amazing afterwards. Bottom lines. That's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. And you know what? You still played well Sunday. You would never have known that you had a knee full of shit. So <laughs> kudos to you, brother. Thank Although, you, Michael. Luke, uh, me and Although Luke had a discussion. I did have a couple of bad throws. Me and Luke had a discussion on the sidelines in between innings or when we were hitting. And we were talking about winning, how important winning was. And, you know, mm, I mean, you want to win. Sure did. Luke's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't really want to win. I want to play hard, give it all I got, which is 
commendable. That means we'll probably win if he plays hard and gives it all he got. But then uh, <laughs> there was a play late in the game there where Luke thought he had tagged a guy who came off the bag. Oh, yeah. Very much like... He cared about winning a whole oh, no, no. great deal. Because I, he, I was so. Set. Hang on, hang on. You went so far to sell it that you walked off the, the oh, field that's right. while everybody that's right. was still there forcing the up to try to force his hand for the third out call. <laughs> but he would not have it. He would that's not right. have it. He just fucking trotted to the dugout. I he mean, did. it was yeah. like. I was right, too. When I, when I went yeah. back, the dude at second was like, you got me, dude. Whether it was right or wrong, he I fucking, told Matt. He Matt, fucking knew it. Man, I told him that I didn't want to end the game on a call like that. I feel like you need a, you got to close it right. That would have been ticky tack. And I, if he called it out, it would have been over. But I like to go out with the final closing. Well, out. if the call is right, you know, I mean, if it was right, I got, I got the dude with his foot off the bag. Um, there's, there's no way the umpire can call that and get it right. No, He's at no, home a single that's umpire impossible. from home. Play. Not his. That's not his fault. That's not his now fault. playoffs. Another story. That was just fun. That was just like the like that was just theater. That was a good time. Play, playoffs are going to be fucking kicking dirt Blind. on you. We all have shoes. Shit. We- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. I'll give you that. You're probably right. At any rate, uh, yeah, so that was fun. Glad his knee is better. Uh, it was a beautiful day. It seems like Sunday's the hottest day of the week every week because right every now it's week. cool. We had a massive fucking degrees every it was fucking Sunday. I got I love one sun- sunburn blotch in the weirdest spot. It's like all the way up my arm below the shoulder right here. I put sunscreen all along this stuff, but somehow I missed a little blotch, and it's burnt so bad that it hurts, but it's a tiny spot. It's very dumb, very stupid. You're going you're to have, have a strange blotch shape on your body for two years. I hope so. I mean, Doy, Kristen, Kristen put, uh, she put uh, sunblock on me one year and le- kind of left a handprint on my side. And I'm not kidding you. Two two fucking years I had that fucking handprint on my side. I couldn't get rid of it. There was no tanning that out. It just was imprinted. That was my dick in the movie. It's smaller for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that happened. I don't remember that one. (laughs) There was a hellish storm, though. We had a hellish storm that came through Michigan. You were without power. Tens of thousands of people were out power in legitimate areas around here. I was very surprised that it happened to me. But... Because I live in Livonia, which is basically, you know, it's city world. And it was hardcore, man. I didn't think much of it. And it happened all through the night and then went out in the morning. And I went outside and there was tree branches everywhere. A lot of chaos out there. So it was a legit storm. I just didn't expect it. I was shocked I didn't lose power. I lost power like eight times last year. It was terrible. <laughs> Matt, you get a pass on this one. You, you've done your, you've done your, uh, you've done your duty. You've, you fucking stuck it out. Through, through many of uh through many infrastructure failures, you've earned this one. I've lost I've lost like two fridge loads. Uh, you know it's terrible Ooh. losing power for oh, a long wow. period of time. It sucks. Oh man, all that venison, all that all that oh, venison no. I shot and killed up in uh, <laughs> <laughs> in railing. Oh, <laughs> 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 Is that a different mix than the other one you played? I don't so think there's the so. short chortle. The there's stereo. long chortle. It's, <laughs> it's a short chortle. Yeah, there's several chortles. There's the short oh, version. Uh, there's oh this one. Yeah, there's the four fools uh, with the ph. Uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of bunch of laughs. Again, thanks to Eric for that. And this week we don't have any email. I didn't notice one, but the only one we got was from Danny Bennett. 
and it's not much. It says, happy 30th episode. I'd love to hear who everyone's favorite all-time Detroit Tiger is and let those Eric supply drops roll. He loves those. So, <laughs> Eric, we got a fan. We got two fans. Oh, man. That's a tough you know, one. Danny's Dan just that. a real match. Just, just a supportive guy. I also, after this, I want to know who Danny's favorite Detroit Tiger is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got to have that. That's got to happen. I think he asked me this question when we were like prepping for some podcast episode that we're going to do. I don't know what I said. I said a bunch of bullshit, but it probably amounted to like Cecil Fielder and Jack Morris and things of that nature. Cecil Fielder. I've got a Cecil Fielder signed bat in this closet behind me. Really? That's sweet. I like Placido Polanco and his muscular head. Mickey Lolich owned a donut store next to my elementary school and church when I was a kid. And and you'd go and (laughs) on your birthday, you'd go get a box of donuts signed by Mickey Lolich, take it to school. Did anybody anybody call Chris Shelton yet? I mean, can we do that? Uh, I got him. I call him. Shelton, I'll I'll take some... uh, April 2006, Shelton. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about banality. That's it. It is all about banality. I was, you know, I was a Travis Fryman fan. Oh, yeah, he was great. But he went to Cleveland. It sucks that he went to Cleveland. It sucks that he went to Cleveland. It kind of ruined it for me. Travis Fryman was great, but not really a Tiger because he wasn't a Tiger long enough in my eyes. All right. Well, okay. So here's 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 my here's okay. Outside of Kaline, which is you know fan favorite forever, uh, Greenberg has always been my favorite uh, Tiger. Oh, the Jew, Hank. Hank Greenberg, Cameron Hank. We weren't alive, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's Hammer and Hank, man. No, it's it, that's not that's not one of the constraints the on this. Actually, Hammer and Hank is Hank Aaron, but yeah, he, yeah. Hank, Hank the Hank Greenberg, one of the greatest, the greatest. Jewish athletes of all time. He is. Fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, he was a Jewish trailblazer. <laughs> Missed a couple of years because of the war, which hurt his stat line. This is prime exactly. of his career. Prime of his yeah. career. That's why he got in the hall still kind of later than he should, but whatever. He was recognized properly. Him and growing up in my, when we're growing up in our age bracket, basically, it was, you always heard about the best Tigers ever were. And this is what people said. I'm not saying it's accurate. It's just what people talked about as a youngster. Uh, Charlie Geringer, Hank Greenberg, Ty Cobb. These are the greatest Tigers of all time uh, yeah, growing up. Well, Ty, Ty, Cobb, Ty Cobb is maybe the best baseball player ever. <clears throat> no, Mickey Mantle. Sorry. Uh, Ty, oh, Cobb. The, well, uh, sorry Ty Cobb's not Mickey modern Mantle. era. Ty Cobb's you know, not modern era, so it doesn't really compare. But It does compare. Mickey Mantle's the best. You guys Mickey know Mantle baseball reference. Ty Cobb's time, you would have destroyed him. We all oh, Ty Cobb, reference here, Ty right? Cobb drank just as much as Mickey Mantle, and his and and he didn't need some pussy ass liver transplant. Ty, Ty Cobb, <laughs> Ty Cobb drank that, as much like as Mickey Mantle like and turned into a, a, a villainous psychopath and tried to kill people on the field. Who's a villainous Mickey, psychopath? Mickey Mantle never never had to actually murder no! people in order to play baseball. Come on, we all know the story about the bogus book written by Al Stump. That was so bogus. That's bogus. It didn't. That book is completely. No one knows what you're talking about, Al Stump. Yeah, that's the biography that the movie starring uh, what's his name uh, Ty, was based Tommy on. Lee Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Bones. Frequent, like frequent uh, appearance on this show, Tommy Lee. Wait, so wait what minute, was wait. the what's the main fiction in that book? That he, he made killed it all a guy. Up. He killed. No, I don't know if he made I it all. I was just kidding. I just I was the just racism, kidding. He just, the racist stuff. Uh, 
Yeah, the murderer. He wasn't uh, racist? Not like that. Not a blatant racist. I mean, he was of his time, so I don't know. I'm not going to go there. I yeah, don't so know. He sure. was a normal racist. He was just a fine. He was a good. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Really. Eric, did you, you know? get that one? Did you get that one, Eric? I got to oh, have boy. that one. Fun He's a normal racist. <laughs> Scott, our friend, our friend Andy uh, lives in a home in Woodbridge that apparently was that Ty mm-hmm. Cobb resided in. Yeah. When he was a player. Wow. Well, was he a good yeah, softball definitely. player? Yeah, good thing he wasn't on the team. Yeah. Sure. You're a lousy fucking softball player, Jack. <laughs> I think. Okay, two Ty. things. Dude, so Green, baseball- Greenberg hit 313 career, 331 home runs, uh, 1,200 fucking RBIs. He was a five time All Star, two time World Series champion, two time AL MVP, two time AL home run leader, two time AL RBI leader. Fucking unbelievable. Detroit Tigers. Uh- Number five. Right fielder? Retired. Well, right fielder? I, by yeah. the way, I want to keep, I try to mention, he's a first baseman and a left fielder. Uh, left I want field. to mention oh, I the he was Negro right. Leagues. Oh, first baseman, yeah. So the baseball reference, which everybody, that's where everybody goes for all these stats. Baseball reference is a website. And they're incorporating the Negro Leagues as major leagues. It's a big announcement. Oh, yes. So. We talked about this in one of our very first episodes. I, I do want to go back oh, to... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, that's different, though. That that was a different subject, by the way. They, in, that was baseball making a decision. This is baseball reference making... Because hmm. baseball reference houses all these stats that oh, we all go to. Wow. And they're, they're going to make it... I don't know how it's incorporating, but you'll go in and you'll look at the all-time leaders and players from the Negro Leagues will be in that same list as equals. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad, I'm glad they're in the database. Um, the... Uh, my favorite tiger, though, of of the modern era was definitely Placido Polanco. Yeah, that just big Nando? ass <laughs> noggin. He just had that massive noggin, and yeah, just, <laughs> just he was like made of granite. He was my favorite hitter. He just he was such a slap hitter, just like put it in play and make it happen. And he played a hell of a second base. He was an excellent second baseman. Something was going on with the Cardinals back then because Fernando Vina was also their second baseman before him, and he had a massive head too on this small body. Very weird. It's called human growth hormone. Yeah, maybe that's. It gives you lantern jaw and a large. Neither one of these guys could hit a home run though, so I don't know. But yeah, Placido would hit like three a year, but he put the ball. He didn't need to. He was batted two, number two in the lineup, and then Miguel Cabrera comes in or whoever knocks you out. Maglio Ordonez, <laughs> Carlos Guillen. Dis- different discussion between favorite and best. I'm not talking best. I'm talking favorite. I don't remember Hank Greenberg. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around. Mm-hmm. So well, this is my- supposed to be in our lifetime. If we're talking no, lifetime, I got a different. Nobody said that. No one. Said I grew up idolizing a lot of players I didn't see play. You know, because sure. of their myth, their mystique. Favorite to me, and there's an inherent. They're inherently suggests that you had to have seen them play. Uh, I don't know. Does, am, am I wrong? Like, f- favorite? I mean, my favorite Tiger couldn't have been, you know, a person on the team before 1990. Are you, just just, try, are you just trying to make a case for Brandon Inge right now? Is that what I'm <laughs> Yes. That's what I was, okay. I was like, totally yes. waiting for that Ryan, shit. Ryan yes. Raybaum? This is yes. just a circuitous Rayburn and uh, Inge, those are the two I was expecting. I was expecting Rayburn. Donnie Kelly, baby. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yes, that's exactly what he's going yeah. I don't understand that shit. Jack Morris is where he's going. I know. I That's literally, I know for sure. Jack Morris is trash. Jack Morris. 
I love Jack Morris. I like Jack. I like I'm that saying... fucking gin blossom on his nose. Ooh, doctor. <laughs> hey, jealousy. <laughs> Is that what he's got? Of course he does. He's from Minnesota. What do you expect? What do they do in the winter? Dude, what about fucking Lance Parrish? Love Lance. Come on. Chet Lemon. Wait, hold Chester, on. Scott, Chester Scott, Lemon. You didn't I even get Lemon to it. Scott, you didn't get to your favorite. Uh, honestly, uh, Placido was probably, I, I thought, no, I okay, said okay. You I like Cecil. That. I, I, I just I liked, ignored it because I thought that was stupid. No, I like Tettleton and, and everything is just, here, here's one for you. The same and getting worse. And I know Mike's going to agree to this because of the mustache he wears, but, uh, Todd Jones, baby. Todd yeah. Jones. Oh TJ. yeah. Ooh. There's no Detroit reliever that like, and I like <laughs> all Detroit relievers suck except Mike Henneman. Wait, Paul wait, Gibson was on. cool too. Well, it's funny that everybody hated uh, what's his name, uh, who was Todd actually Jones? awesome for like two years. Jose Valverde. Jose Valverde. Uh, who yeah. else? Uh, Joe Todd Nathan. Jones, all of these. Todd guys. Jones is the all-time leading closer for the Tigers. He's got the most saves of any closer in Tigers organization. I saw that dude. Proud, storied franchise. I saw him sitting on a yeah, patio uh, outside of Andiamo and Royal Oak. Did you say he, what's you up, know, brother? He does it the goodness was, of his <laughs> dumb old heart. <laughs> Dude, there's there's the bird too. <laughs> Fuck, there's the bird. Wait a minute. Yeah. So we got to pick somebody oh, man, after what the nineties. All right, hey, pick someone after the nineties. Everybody. I, I will, as an aside, pick worst tiger player death is Mark the Bird Fidrich. Fidrich. You know what? Norm, Norm Cash had a pretty bad death too. Oh Good God. God. This is not where this go? is going. He like drunkenly fell off a dock and drowned in Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, <laughs> Dennis, like Dennis Wilson. That's the worst. Yeah, I, I was think. Gonna, Literally, that is Dennis Wilson. Well, Mon- Mon- we don't Monson know if Dennis Wilson was drunk, but he was going for a bottle of alcohol. We have 99% certainty that Dennis Wilson was drunk. <laughs> At like 10 in the a morning. phony opinion <laughs> starts to like petrify into a fact when <laughs> X number of people believe it. Good call, John. You're right. That's true. I think we that's the rule now. Whenever you walk away from, from the microphone, a drop oh, yeah. plays. Yeah. That's a good call. I think a lot no. of people are actually dumb. <laughs> Breaking news. Shocker. Uh, you know, growing up, my all-time, my all-time favorite remains Lou Whitaker. It always has been, basically, if I really think Ooh. about it. Ooh. Always yeah. was. It was an easy call. You know, that... That's the guy. My favorite Jehovah's to... Witness of all time. Oh, shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and and I, I like Prince. Prince is a close God, second. Another one bites the dust. Oh, the kingdom. Man, Lou, are you in the kingdom? Are you going to be there? But yeah, that's why I wanted to learn to hit left-handed because I love Lou Whitaker so much. So I, I got a go great... In the oh, go ahead, finish that. Finish that. I'd go out. I'd go out in the backyard and I'd play out a game. I was like 10 or 12, 12, 13 years, 13. Jesus is sad. It was true. And I, I would be the pitcher and the hitter and I would be doing it off this weird sidewall that let the driveway stand up because our driveway was held up by these wall of wood. Very weird. It would, you would think it was like a rock wall, except it was a wood wall. And I just throw a tennis ball off of there. And that's how I started doing that. It's good times. Yeah. And pretend to be Lou Whitaker. Yeah. So, and he signed my card. The only guy who ever sent a card back that I sent out and returned it signed, or at least someone did. It looked like that's that. pretty awesome. Cute. So here's a Lou Whitaker secondhand Lou Whitaker story. That the drinkers who listen to this podcast will appreciate. Um, so when Lou Whitaker was signed to the Tigers, he was not yet a Jehovah's Witness. So apparently he was a little bit more of a 
partying type. And a guy I know, a guy I know, he <laughs> uh, he uh, lived on the east side of Detroit and was a kid, and he lived down the street from Ron LaFleur. You know that name, Ron LaFleur? The legendary Ron LaFleur. He's always on the run from child support issues. Or is that somebody else? <laughs> uh, I mean, it seems likely. Ron LaFleur was the guy who played... He was playing on the prison team in Jackson State Penn, and they the See? Tigers like drafted him out of prison. And Jordy LaForge, what's his name, the guy reading Rainbow guy, played him in a Lavar TV movie. Lavar Burton. Anyway, all that to say, Ron Lafleur, as a part of his contract, the he owned a house on the east side of Detroit, and when he got traded, the Tigers organization acquired that house, and then they started putting rookies in it who came through the system. Well, it turns out Kirk Gibson got drafted after Ron LaFleur got traded. I don't know if he was drafted or acquired. I don't know if the, Kirk, the full Kirk Gibson story, but Kirk Gibson was living in this house during his rookie year. It was property of the Detroit Tigers by way of Ron LaFleur. Well, I guess Kirk Gibson had a party at some point and had a bunch of players over. And my buddy lived on the same block as this house. And like, <laughs> was a huge baseball fan. So he saw, he knew who Kirk Gibson was. I think this is when Kirk Gibson was maybe on the cover of sports illustrated. And anyway, a bunch of tigers came over for a party at, at, uh, at Gibby's house, which was around the floor's house. Well, one of these guys shows up in a convertible and it turns out it's Lou Whitaker. Lou Whitaker gets out of this car. Okay. My buddy and his friend are playing catch with a football in the street. And, and he said that Lou Whitaker got out of the car with an open Budweiser in his hand, open can of Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah. This is pre Jehovah's <laughs> witness days. And then, and then like, and then Lou Whitaker was like, throw me the ball in the street, the football. So they, they threw, threw down to Lou Whitaker, you know, 20 yards <laughs> down the street and Lou Whitaker catches it, but he spills his Budweiser like all over the ball when he catches the ball and throws it back. And my friend's memory is like, Oh, Lou Whitaker just spilled his beer on my football. <laughs> that he got out of his car that he was drinking an open container and driving. It's a lot of history involved. So that's my that's my second hand Lou Whitaker story. Oh yeah, that was great. Thank you. I also want to verify what I just made as a claim so you guys don't think I'm making up shit. After the game, the final game at Tiger Stadium, Ron LaFleur showed up for it because he wanted to be one of the people to come out the gates. He was. Of all the players that were Marched out there from the center field gates. He was one, and he was immediately arrested after the game for child's non-payment of child support. That's that sucks. We're live. We're live in the NBA draft. We're on draft. We're, we're, oh. we're getting. We're getting. We Scott, nobody cares. No, I care. Nobody I, cares. I, I forgot. Shit. Yeah. Uh, where can I watch this? Is it on YouTube? I want to watch this. I want to watch this. You can't this. possibly care about this, right? I mean, the lottery. I love the lottery, dude. It, it's like. Two it's seconds like it's, and it's over. It's five minutes, yeah. And, and, and Luke, uh, we also have we have the best odds of any team this year, so it's interesting because the Pistons have the best odds as any team does. Well, why don't we take a five minute? Uh, just hit the pause button. We'll come back in five minutes. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's fine. Fuck, okay. it. fuck I mean, it, we'll do it live. Oh, yeah, fuck, fuck it. Do it, <laughs> do it live. Yeah. No, that's uh -oh, cool. Let's just pause it for a minute. No, we're not right, pausing we're, the show. We're not. We're on oh, number six, OKC. Oh boy, this is live Who from a. Cares. I did my my due white educated guy diligence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
Yeah, Ron LaFleur really had a tough Dude, life. He was though. an all star. This is terrible. I know. I, yeah, but it's also a great story. Really just pissing me off. This is Matt was also right, a great story. I was right. Matt, Matt was right, and I was right. He was discovered in the prison. He, but he was he dropped out to sell drugs to support the family. He had a terrible upbringing, and that's so how he why the up. fuck is he running from the law? This is such bullshit. Because he got into more drug use once he made the majors, and he still had oh, such cool, a bad yeah, reputation. If you read this article, like it's a criminal fucking activity as opposed to like one that's obviously an extension of his own addiction. Well, listen, right, Danny, well, you've got your answer. Our favorite tiger, Christ. our favorite tiger of all time is Ron Lafleur. Yes. He's not my favorite fucking tiger. This guy has been fucking very actually unfairly, and unfairly treated by the system. And was that the same year that that seventy six season? Is that the same year that dude? He's bird? jacked. That, Look at this guy. He looks like Barry Bonds. Yeah. Was that the same year the bird had his breakout year? Seventy six. Birds was seventy six. Bicent- yeah. Bicentennial. What a year to be a Tigers fan. 76 take the l like sincerely apologize or sincerely say hey you know this person though he or she identifies differently politically has a decent point like let's <laughs> talk that out dude he was born in detroit played in detroit. i agreed it's fucking awesome oh which also is um there's not that many people willie, that what willie, about Hort- willie horton <laughs> willie horton is the other born in detroit northwestern high school mm, yeah which Ooh. Willie Horton are we talking about? Not yeah, the guy in the fucking this. political act. <laughs> you know who we're the, talking the tigers, about. The Tigers. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I, was like, I was like, please, dear God, don't tell me. I Willie the Wonder. Willie the Wonder. He's got, a, he's got a statue out in left center field. Uh, right now there's a guy Dude, Comerica, I, I would... at Comerica Park. Right now there's a guy named Lars Newtbar playing outfield for the Cardinals. He just scored a run. Lars Newtbar. Newtbar? Yes, Lars Newtbar. Newtbar. N-O-O-T bar. Newtbar. But yeah, you That's know, uh, the whole point dumb. of this was change your name. That is so stupid. Wow. Who's oh, named man. Newt Bar? That's a that's Lars. Guy if you're Lars. going to go through the rigmarole of having conversations back and forth, discussing things you're interested in, all that stuff. Fucking Newt Bar? Change your name. <laughs> that sounded like an extension of the drop when you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Same, for same an eye. nonsense. <laughs> well, yeah, so those are our favorite tigers. I hope we answered that to the best of our ability, Danny. You know, we kind of went Danny, off. we want to know yours. We want to know your yes. favorite tiger. Yeah, we only spent 25 minutes on that. Please, <laughs> like, let completely, us know. Uh, completely prompted fucking question. <laughs> I got all these fucking notes here. Yeah, I got no. Uh, I got, I got, it has nothing to do with. Dude, did, uh, you use, did you use a typewriter? Did you're you actually typewriter typing for up those the notes. notes? <laughs> you use a typewriter for those I'm notes. I'm trying to get reps. Hey, I can tell. Reps. Trying to get reps. Yeah. Yeah. That's there a typewriter. There are fewer, very few mistakes there. I'm impressed. Hey. The thing is, no, the thing is, he said I took notes. I expected handwriting. He just I'm showed us a to bunch do my two educated paper. white guy diligence. Holy shit. <laughs> I remember my mom bought a Dude, word process for all of us. That reminds Please, me of the I word process. All of the notes. That's crazy. Hey. My mom bought the Smith Corona. It probably, it probably was a Smith Corona word processor. It had a, but it was digital. You know, it had a monitor that was connected to this base, and it was weird. It had orange screen. All the the font and type on it on the screen was orange, and you could write and create stuff. But it wasn't really a computer. It was more than a typewriter, but less than a computer. And we used it for like one year until. PCs were just universally in everyone's homes by like 1993. I think she bought it like 91-ish, but 
I want to look it up. I wonder what that looks like. Smith Corona word processors. Why don't why aren't those cool? Why aren't people buying those now and trying to use word processors only? They probably are. <laughs> Every, rate, everything, uh, everything that didn't doesn't technically work that well anymore is coming back. So just <laughs> just go for it. So Smith Coronas, man, those are gonna be huge. Fuck <laughs> Dell, you know, fuck your HPs. Those don't work. Oh, uh, so John, yeah, you have a bunch of notes. Uh, is this really, who would you want to talk about exactly? Because I know somebody wanted to talk about uh, oh, today's geez. bullshit, or you know, we mentioned it was, that newsy, it was a newsy day, it seemed like, but I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to do again, guys, I'm just trying to do the homework. Oh, Ethereum, I'm in the game. I'm I've oh, yeah. Ethereum, that's one. I'm jealous that I'm not getting in at the same time as you because I got in way higher than you did. Yeah, yeah I got I in know. at I got I in think at you every 17. time, man. Every time Seven's, somebody mentions Ethereum, I think of Matt. And I'm long him. haul. I'm long haul here. Though. You have no choice. <laughs> I mean, you, oh, man, you're you're up 200. You're up 200. I have this. Uh, I have this real great strategy. Now listen, it's it's uh, it's amazing. It's groundbreaking. What I'm gonna do, since Ethereum is a roller coaster, I'm gonna buy. buy. I'm gonna buy Ethereum. Yeah, when it's seventeen hundred dollars. And I'm gonna sell it when it's twenty three hundred dollars. <laughs> that's it. Okay. That's, that's my whole. And then I'm gonna cash out and then take, baby. take my four grand and then wait for it to get back down to seventeen hundred. And if it never does, then that's cool. I'll take my. John, you're gonna take you're gonna take me, Matt, Mike, and your uh, girlfriend off to a nice trip together. It'll be the five of us. Just rent out the. It's gonna space. be a blast. We're yeah, cancellation. Everybody Friday. come to the Schwitz. It's gonna be a sh- it's gonna be a Schwitz off. It's gonna be nice. Schwitz on me if Ethereum hits three thousand. Uh, I'll book oh, it. Let's okay. book it. All right. I'm okay, gonna be. Right. I'm it gonna needs be to go really higher than three thousand for me Rooting to be treated to the Schwitz because I got it too high. The Schwitz and Bath Boys. <laughs> this was the original threesome. The Schwitz and Bath Boys. <laughs> we are the Schwitz and Bath Boys. <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah, we're at 19, 1936 right now. I don't know this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know anything about crypto. Obviously, well, you brought it up. Than, yeah, yeah, I did bring it up. It's so it's now a I'm going to talk about it. Coaster. Yeah, now we fuck got all that. I mean. If it's a fuck, it's a fucking scam. It's all a scam. If everybody agrees that inflation is happening, and it is, it is happening. It's not a mystery. It's not a secret. Things are. Probably going to get it's only worse. happening in certain types of uh, consumer goods. It's not this happening is, across the board. Uh, yeah, don't don't be a fucking when it goes to a certain point, ex, like a psycho about this. When it goes to a certain point, it can't years. though because people have no buying power. So when when the entire population has no buying power, yeah, it's going well, to take a lot of so. stimulus. Wait, it's not true. Yeah, people, it's like Matt said. We're going to buy shit no matter what. So people have to buy shit, and they will, even if they don't have money. Yeah, so a certain is, segment of the society oh my God, is we always got it. buying we got the stuff. That is, those are the people. The yeah. Detroit Pistons have the number one play! You know what? This is how the economy Woo-hoo. should be working, too. We should let's, get, let's go get Darko Milicic. Is he, is he available in this draft? Let's get Darko Milicic. Cunningham is a Detroit. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. We, if we get Darko, man. Is Darko out there first. still? Can we get this him again? This is the first time ever. It's the first time ever the Detroit Pistons have had the number one. Dude, this is a chance. This is like pick. a chance for them to fuck up like the biggest pick that they've had forever. Since which 70. is what they did with Darko. Darko was a number two pick. 
The last time yeah. the Pistons had the number one pick was 19 and 70. Wait, who was the number one pick when Darko went second? Uh, that was Melo went third, right? His LeBron Mello James. went after Darko. That ah, was James. the thing. That was LeBron the that's same year? LeBron. LeBron James. Okay, that's fine. So well, Mello went Carmelo after Wade, Carmelo Wade. went three. Carmelo went number three. Wade, Anthony, James, Chris Bosh. Wait Bosch. a second. Wait a second. Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James were in the same draft? Yeah. yeah. I believe I so. Guess Carmel, yeah. I guess Carmelo's still in the league. All those yeah, players. And Wade, that's right. He could have picked anybody except the one he picked. It would have been <laughs> Darko. Fucking Darko. It's old news. Let's not let's not ruin this moment with Darko though. This is exciting. I'm I'm excited. Dude, and he I does ruin a moment. You could bring his ass up no matter where you're at in Detroit. You could just say like Darko. No, this is and this is the get beginning. Fucking very upset. Yes, this is the beginning with this. the new Pistons, man. Are you this trusting is, the I, process? I this so is fucking sweet. I do. Is I this fucking it. sweet? Troy well, Weaver knows what he's doing. Troy Weaver is a GM. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's going on. He's already made smart moves, and I am actually excited now. This is an exciting I time. like Who's basketball. I want to Who care about that. Yeah, they Cade got John Beeline on the staff now, too. I if love that. If they don't select Cade Cunningham with the first overall pick, it's a fucking disaster. He's the number one right now. So if for some reason he, has, he likes somebody better, I'll defer to his judgment. If he drops down from one, and he wants one of these other guys like Suggs or Mobley. I'll be cool with that either. Wait, I trust this, is, this guy knows what he's doing. When is the draft? After the season. Usually it's in the, first, the last week of end June. Of, end of but, July, I think, this year. But now that you're right, now that we're, uh, I don't even know when the season will end because we're in the conference finals right now. It's late June. So probably, yeah, end of July makes sense. I don't know. For sports, for Detroit sports, this is this, this is, is the biggest story in Detroit sports in five years. Because nothing cool ever happens on the court or the field. All the action on the field or f- park sucks. So this is exciting. So I'm, yeah, I'm I happy. mean, seriously, what was what's the best moment in Detroit sports in the last five years? Yeah, exactly. This was just it. <laughs> Besides this this draft, getting out the number one draft pick. Go Tigers! And the ti- and the Tigers have already had the number one draft pick a couple times. So we've already been Casey through that. Mize. I guess Casey Mize. Casey Mize and Spencer Torkelson are both the number one overall pick. So we've done it twice. And Fire, maybe... firing Matt Patricia. Ah, yeah. Fuck that guy. You know what? Like, was I that think the a number lot one about... moment in the last five years? <laughs> I, I think, think I saw somebody post a, a Roger Clemens. So Roger Clemens does karaoke in Arizona. This is not a joke. In fact, I can show you this video. But the reason I'm bringing I this up. Song. I really do want to know what song he does. He, but... he, he does all. He's, first off, you know his favorite. It's country because he used to fuck Minnie McCready when she was 15. So that's what you need. All you need to know. Oh, he's a country. What? Countries. Yes. This is all facts. You can look it up. I'm not even but the disappointed bot- because I, I knew that he's obviously a fucking creep. Not, not How old was he be- when that happened? Was he 16 or 40s. was he like, oh, fuck. So he is a guy that what I'm bringing him up shit. because you just brought up Matt Patricia, Matt. So in my mind, guys like Matt Patricia and Roger Clemens are one and the same. And I actually thought about this yesterday. No, since- no. Roger Clemens is a winner. Well, that's true. But in Piece terms of, their, of shit, I'm talking about their absolute ego driven, my way all the way 24 7 style. The only difference is, as you just mentioned, is yes, Roger Clemens was a winner and he could compete at the highest level. And Matt Patricia was a total fraud. But he thought he was as elite <laughs> as anybody else, like a Bill Belichick or a Roger Clemens, that he could get the job done and that his way would take over and rue the day but he was wrong and the reason i loathe matt patricia so much and i'm not even like a lion psycho by any means 
is because he was so arrogant to think that he knew best without any experience as a head coach, didn't defer to anybody. And those are the types of people that I have no yep. sympathy, empathy for in the least. Fuck I you. Totally you agree. were an arrogant prick. Eat shit and die, you fuck. Yep, I totally agree. Those who are just overcome by the Dunning-Kruger effect are <laughs> fucking the more the more you're just a Dunning-Kruger casualty the more I hate you yeah like, like John Caldwell or John Caldwell Jim Caldwell that sucked he got a bad break I feel for I love Jim, Jim Caldwell I, yeah I love Jim Caldwell too <laughs> Martha Ford I even feel bad for a guy like uh, uh what was the previous the guy after Leland uh, the catcher Brad Osmus I you know he tried his best no, I don't hate him terrible. I don't I have a raging hard on of hate for him like I do with fucking Matt Patricia and guys like Roger Clemens. <laughs> they did it their way. Roger Clemens cheated and he cheated and he f was a liar and he's still a liar and he should have been busted for statutory rape and he should have been busted in front of the congressional hearings, but he lied about taking steroids when he was throwing gas at 40, 41, 42, 43. So fuck him. He doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and I'm not happy about the fact that he ended up being the person that he is. But I am happy that he doesn't get what he wants. Whatever doesn't go his way is a happy day in my day. <laughs> Should raging hard on of hate be the title of this episode? <laughs> I, I, there's these, he's got, it's just these, I mean, I guess you just report something inside me. There's certain people who don't take advice, you know, they don't listen to anybody and they think they, they just best. don't listen to me. They don't listen to anybody. <laughs> Fucking dicks. God damn it. I so, sent them so many letters. They I don't tried. listen. I said, stop doing that they screen pass. They keep raping and doing to me. dumb shit. Uh, I'm with you, that. Mike. I share your, I shared that, that high level of disdain for douchebags that just are right about everything. I don't like Thanks, it. John. That, that makes me feel I'm bad. with that's, you. That, you. That's why you hate Jim Harbaugh. I and I agree. <laughs> Uh, don't it's even give nothing me... to do with Jim Harbaugh being a complete. Sack. Oh boy, we covered Michigan oh, it, a lot last that, week, so that's exactly his memo, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Harbaugh's yeah. Harbaugh's never lost anything in his any nothing bad has ever happened to Jim Harbaugh. He's never made a wrong decision. He's the shit. Yeah, I yeah. fucking hate Harbaugh for that exact reason. Well, people the... say you know you shouldn't get on people when they lose their jobs. Like, oh, you know, don't root for people to get fired. But there are exceptions. I don't, I don't mind when people are very rich to begin with and are hampering a a program. I don't, I don't like, mind when people are justifiably fired. What, like, what am I supposed to? <laughs> am I supposed nope. to care when someone's justify when someone justifiably loses their job? That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> You're clearly not a union man here. Okay, <laughs> this is a union town. Union town. So, uh. Yeah, so Scott, you wanted to talk about Matt. You popped that article, or what was it that was in the you wanted to talk about? There's some things you guys wanted to cover, so we should. Well, cover the NCAA uh, on the sports note, it, I just the, you know major uh, Supreme Court decision going against the NCAA, which is a total fucking scam and a a, a you mean extractor. You mean the Supreme Court, well, right? Not the uh, NCAA. Well, I don't know. Sometimes, I guess. But the Court, <laughs> yeah, both complete scams. Yeah, in this instance, the Supreme Court did the right thing, yeah, oh, including boy. your boy, Luke's Ooh, boy, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. I <laughs> wrote this dissenting yeah, opinion. Swallow, that yeah, swallow that with a... All hail Justice Kavanaugh hands. now. I mean, hey, on this issue, he's completely right. 
uh, and what, what, hold on. What, what did they, what did they actually, all right, Matt, get, get to the point. What did they actually do? Okay. Because have, it is very, very minimal. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's major yes, it because it, it's, it's a huge opening. It's the end yeah. of it's, the Supreme it's Court. It's an opening, which makes it huge because there's been no openings in the history of this fucking whole process. So this is two though, Luke. This is two in the last all right, five fine. years. The O'Bannon yeah. victory was the first. I'm not one. against. I, I'm not. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and now well, this one, right, Matt? Yeah, I, I again, I don't know that well what the decision means, but basically, the the universities can now compensate players in the form of educational related expenses, which totally makes sense. It's totally logical because these guys, mostly guys, but women too sacrifice a lot to play sports for a brand and make a brand a lot of money. Uh, and they don't even get like living expenses and things like that. You know, they, they might get clothes and equipment or whatever and special treatment in the university, but they're not really allowed to work for their living. And uh, it seems to me like now they'll be able to receive some sort of remuneration for their, their labor at least in the academic realm, you know, like they get paid it. They can take, they can have paid internships. They can have other sources of income related to their being student athletes, which is the whole charade of the NCAA. So at least, at least fully compensate them for that. It's not just about free tuition. There's all kinds of other expenses related to college. I know uh, any of us who hold student debt, it's not just from paying your tuition bill. It's from like getting loans on living expenses. I know that's the case for me at least. So these guys who are playing ball or whatever they're doing and women who, whatever they're doing to promote a university and on the athletic field should at least be compensated. They should have, they should carry no debt in my opinion uh, for what they contribute to the university. And I think it's laid the groundwork for future conversations or future uh, cases in which uh, the universities should actually quit pretending like this is true amateurism and pay people for their time and effort and the risk that they're putting themselves, uh, exposing themselves to uh, as athletes uh, making a university a bunch of money. So, Luke, to quote your, your boy, Kavanaugh, um, he says, oh, and, and I, and I, and I agree with, I agree with actually Matt. fine. Ka- well, okay, so this is real quick. This is what Kavanaugh says about this particular judgment. Nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate. Under, under ordinary principles of antitrust law, it is not evident why college sports would be any different. The NCAA is not above the law. And I... I concur. So there's nothing to disagree with there. There's nothing there's just, to disagree with. There's just basically no I don't care if no. it came from Kavanaugh, Satan, or <laughs> my mom. It, it's it just seems right. This is not I just I just really want to make the point that there this does not at all mean that college athletes who deserve to be remunerated for their labor are going to get paid. That is not going to happen. It is education. Educationally related expenses. That has not been defined. And that is going to fall to the universities to define. And the universities are so, going to say you can good have good luck with that shit. 
the universities are going to certain universities are going to say you can have you're going to need a bunch of money to get to campus and to eat the right food and to do this and to do that. So it, it kind of just kicks the door open a little bit for these players to be compensated. It does. That's what it does. Under the guise it kicks of the door education. open. It's actually, it is a slightly good thing. It's one of the slightly good things that that's happening, but it's the, that door is going to get slammed shut as soon as there is an argument of fighting against that particular ruling. But you know what? Let's embrace it for now. But uh, there isn't, it though. looks like there's is, at least something that there's people are able base. to like. What? what? What are you talking about? It's off base. Because there isn't an argument now. How is there it's, no argument? The Supreme Court is not completely. It it does not absolutely. Well, they're, it's, define they're not alone, law. though, Luke. There's also state laws that have cropped up all over the country, including in Michigan, which is yeah. good, which is a so good put thing, those two together. which is a good thing. But our our college athletes going to get paid. Yeah, eventually a wage eventually. for their actual fucking labor. I think eventually. that's what they need. They need to get paid for their labor. Yeah, but they can't be prevented from. See, they can't be prevented from going to seek out money however they want. That's the good news here. And no one can stop that from happening. Seek, they won't get suspended. They There's to no do? more benefits. Oh, so endorsements. It could be endorsements. It could be just money that boosters give to them. They can have boosters. Don't have to hide. They go here. Here's ten grand. Congratulations. Yeah, but everybody. It seems like everybody has to hide because they do need to go and find educational related, you know, money as opposed to getting paid by like an entity that is completely above board and totally sanctioned by the federal government or whatever it is. Whatever this will kill the NCAA. Is that That's the thing. That so the yeah, NCAA it should will kill die. the NCAA. Fuck them. Yeah, will it will. It? And then that'll change change will, the structure. Will it yeah, kill college athletics? Completely fucking just, yeah. No. You can call it college athletics. You always will. But they're, they're, there's money. There's billions of dollars. always was. We all know that. So we'll just simplify it now. Trickle it down. Now, it's still going to be merit-based. The best of the best are going to get a lot more and all that stuff. So it's not like a universal equal rationing of money at all and i'm not saying that the best will get the most and the others they might get very little but they'll still get something more eventually but it's well, a matter of how will it play out it's not a matter of will it happen it's a matter of how is this going to play out over the next two three years so will like the nfl start a or or the nba start <laughs> a truly competitive um amateur league or not amateur league but like a semi-pro league or a What's the word I'm looking for? Like a yeah, you're right. You're like a junior league, a minor league, a junior league, league. yeah. And which which actually has real fan bases and turns out fans. Or does it make sense to keep it college because like people care about colleges? Too much tradition involved in all that stuff. It's going to be really really hard to a lot of bullshit, which I think is bullshit. Hey, I'm intertwined in the fabric of my school. My school cares about me. You know, fuck all that. You know what? They got everyone locked in their grip. So. Don't you don't you love it when you go to a fucking Michigan or Michigan State football game and you're part of all the pomp and circumstance and like you know I love it when they try they always try out like the World War II veteran at halftime and they're like <laughs> or whatever it is you know like whatever like fucking hype shit they have I love Ball that flag. shit yeah but it's but that's that's what college football is it's about being a part of a tradition <laughs> we're like the most attractive Trump supporters I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that one was recorded on a bad mic day, though. I'm yeah, sorry. I also no, I'm sorry I just cannot that. stand the sound of my voice. It's terrible. <laughs> Mine oh. is also terrible. Yeah, we oh. all have terrible voices. It's fine. This is a pod of terrible voices. This is all because of just 
uh, this is all because of capitalism. This is it. That is literally it. <laughs> That's true to the NCAA. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, but, see, okay, I didn't so, even need to say that. Why did I even bother? You could just drop exactly. that shit. <laughs> That's a great – yeah, that really solves it all. All right, so we also wanted to cover something that you brought up, Scott. You, The podcast you listened to, I didn't even know what it was. I'm, I'm being a bad host here, but I know there's other things on the menu, and I want to make sure we got to some of them. Oh, no, it was just something uh, Luke sent out um, about – Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The one thing, the one thing um, I know that I sent your loser out, friends. This is the friendscape. Yeah, you you oh, were high on a friendscape. Oh that man, time. friendscaping. God damn it! Set it up for us. I mean, I don't, dude. I, I don't know anything about it. I understand the concept. Okay, so the pandemic has has shown us that you know we're comfortable with ourselves and we have friends that are addicts and friends that are fat and friends that are lazy and friends yeah. that are a b c and d and we should feel entitled to just kind of 86 these people out of our lives because if we're around too many fat people we're going to be fat if we're around too many depressed people we're going to be depressed at all etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. um and basically so none of us should hang out with each other anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah, which means everybody you're talking to about this article, you need to go get away from immediately. <laughs> you know, we got we got drinking, we've got unhealthy lifestyle, we've got depression, <laughs> whatever you want. The, uh, so the so the podcast in question, the, the podcast in question, I mean, got cited is is citations needed, and they did a bit amazing breakdown, a complete like full on hour and a half on this topic. And it's just something that, that cropped up in like times. I believe it was in the New York times. Mm -hmm. uh, this dipshit wrote a fucking article about how to get rid of your, uh, your fat, lazy and depressed friends. And it is just, it's just so grim and, and just sad <laughs> that this person uh, has, got to you know declutter her own personal fucking social life and i found that to be uh, insane and then i i came across the the pod citations needed and i can't i couldn't believe that they were talking about it because i had come across the article on my own and i was like oh we got to talk about this in the pod <laughs> but then they did a such they did such a good job of breaking it down they did a full a full pod dedicated to it uh but yeah i mean the the idea being some form of, I don't know, some form of uh, eugenics, you know, some form of kind of social mm -hmm. eugenics, just like trimming off the fat, you know, uh, selecting the selecting the best, uh, clarifying, clarifying for you your own social milieu in a way that is entirely fucking unnatural to somebody like me, because uh, I'd never selected my friends. Uh, my friends and I went through shit, and that's why they're friends. And that's how that's how that happens. Uh, the idea of coming out of COVID and then starting to fucking trim the fat and uh, choose and select the best friends that you have, and creating this disgusting fucking hierarchy of people that are like meaningful to you. Who the fuck are you? This person is obviously someone who has no goddamn friends to begin with, and that's. That's her fucking problem. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just it had it was uh, it had 
it pissed it, me off so much. I, it was, I, sent, I sent you that. It just it was weird because I heard a full podcast on it, and they did a really really good job of talking about it. So I don't want to actually like bite their style and steal their ideas, but that's no, a big but part of it. But it's interesting. I mean, uh, there were a lot of good points there, but my argument would be like, isn't this what all of us do anyway? I mean, is it a crime to choose our friends based on whatever the fuck criteria we want? I mean, I can handle... I can handle my friend's alcoholism and depression and fatness. I mean, fat I, fatness is that's. I don't well, look at yourself, that. dude. Come on, stop looking right at me when you say that shit. I, the, the fact that you're looking right at my tile. I mean, Luke, sucks. you're you're yeah. I mean, you're three times fatter than all. Not all interested my in that. I, <laughs> you better drop twenty five, or you're uh, you're out, brother. But yeah. I don't know. I, I I guess yeah. It was crass. I don't I don't choose my friends like that. I feel like my best friends have. I don't know. It's been you know just been very organic. We've mm. we're friends. It, there's nothing. I don't I don't think of it that uh, well. calculatedly. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ditch someone based on fatness or depression. But, you know, coming out of the pandemic, I guess it sort of to me, it just begged the question, who do you care about? Who do you want to talk to? Whose phone calls are you answering? Who do you want to see? And it might be a little bit different than it was two years ago. And so that was my only point on the other side of it. And this idea that fat, depressed and lazy people are beyond reproach. I didn't like that. I didn't like the Mm -hmm. idea that if you're fucking manically depressed and you take up 95 percent of the air in your dynamic with your friend i don't like the idea that that's just the way it should be like what the fuck happened to boundaries so on the flip side of the coin it, it was pretty gross but on the flip side of the coin it's like i think it's all right to tell your friend hey you're kind of burning me out uh <laughs> You know, like maybe yeah. you have to take when, at what point does someone have to take responsibility for their shit? I mean, three bills, mm-hmm. three bills. When you hit three, three bills. It is. It, it comes down to the idea of kind of calling people based on their. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's not necessarily based on the it's not necessarily based on the qualities of their character uh, outside of the qualities of their character that you deem to be undesirable. Okay. So if somebody fucks you over, that's one thing. But if somebody is just doesn't have a quality you like, that's different. Like we said, you know, (laughs) fat, lazy, depressed, whatever it is. Dude, all of Alcoholic. us have qualities. You know, that, like all of us know, have it's, unlikable. It's one qualities. thing to say. It's one thing to say, uh, "Hey, buddy, we can't be friends anymore because you're an alcoholic." It's another thing to say, uh, "We can't be friends anymore because uh, your abuse of alcohol uh, has led you to uh, throw you threw dirt at my house and you slashed my tires for no reason." That's mm. different. That makes sense. That guy needs to go. But somebody who's just an alcoholic, that, that is somebody you're discriminating against based on their own. 
but I, uh, status, uh, you know, as an addict. I think you can ditch an alcoholic friend, and I say this, you know, as a member of that category. But I think you can ditch <laughs> you can ditch an alcoholic friend if that friend is just isn't available to you. If sure, that friend, but that that is that is the thing. It's like uh, it it they're is they're not being a friend. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a reason they're not being a friend. They're not there. Whatever it is. But this article, the 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 original article, the New York about Times this, article by was King literally Murphy. about uh, was literally saying like, okay, if you're around alcoholics, you're going to be more alcoholic. If you're around people who are depressed, you're going to be more depressed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like you, de- de- depression is a is a clinical category, so. You're not necessarily going to be depressed if you're around depressed people. Also, why would you fucking turn your back on depressed people that probably need your help? And oh, if they are friends of yours, maybe that is a is an important union. Maybe that's an important friendship that you should actually foster and facilitate as opposed to turning back on. It makes me think, too, that the view of friendship, that it should be somehow optimized or like an algorithm where – you just have the most optimal friendships that don't demand anything of you. I mean, part of being a friend is helping somebody you care about through difficult times. It's not just yes. about being with people who are like, oh, this is fucking easy and we're going to be coasting along as friends. Just, you know, just, you two, just two guys riding, riding in first class together, you know, like that's that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Just two guys uh, who have no problems, no concerns, and and have an easy go of it, you know. And so all the bullshit that happens to them is completely fucking incidental and doesn't impact their fucking lives. But when you have two people who are uh, riding in, in steerage, <laughs> you know, two two people that that need each other. Uh, yeah, the trip is a lot longer and it's, it feels a lot longer and it it's a to lot be more longer. important. And your the fact that you two stay awake together is probably a lot more important than, you know, the two fucking fucks up in the, in first class. What's, what's uh, the name of this podcast again that we listen to? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, citations, citations needed. needed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like to listen to more. The one issue I had though, is like, they were really pushing the phrenology thing. I mean, it's not like I fucking anyone I know is going up to their friend and feeling the shape of their skull and deciding if they want to be, <laughs> be like a friend. I, I don't think it was like, I think they were really pushing that phrenology. I don't thing, feel like know? they were pushing. Mm, okay. I'd have to listen. I have to listen back to it. I don't feel like they were pushing the phrenology. Or they had, they have a different much. definition of phrenology they did, they did than I have. It, yeah. you know? they did discuss it. Yeah. No, they're they're probably the I mean, best research. Scott's got this um, fucking totally podcast out there. So. Uh, totally Neanderthal fucking skull that I just you know. I have a peanut head. I'm surprised I have any. I'm surprised I have any friends with a seven and three eighths cap you know the three dimples seven and three eighths not bad it Excuse might me, even be on, seven and a quarter i think my head I, I think i'm seven and five eighths yeah matt you're definitely a seven and five eighths you gotta i'm seven and five you eighths a big noggin <laughs> no, that reminds not, me oh, I, I don't think it I, i'm the only one that caught that i'm the only one that caught that i haven't heard phrenology talk since i heard leo and django unchained it's been a while 
Uh, great should, should we get into it? Do you guys want to talk about phrenology? Let's do it. Okay. No. Um, who's got Through the uh, eyes of Kelvin? Which Kennedy. skulls make the best brains? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, don't ditch your friends. Don't be dick. Fuck all that. It's fucking stupid. Well, um, no, I, I will say I, this though. It's, 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 it just all... seems to be a common idea that's that's kind of like r- rip rolling through on uh, you know the lib circles. Uh, you know, it's, people it's that people that love article. to call their people that love to call the fucking detritus in their lives, clutter. You know, it's just it's all of a sudden it's now it's friends. It, it's a okay, stupid sorry, article, but I would just say that we all sometimes move. We we outgrow friends, and there are friends that we have who are. Oh no no no! You you forget. With and we've had they lead you down a bad path or vice versa. That's a real thing. You know, like I have friends who my relationship with them is like doing things I don't want to do all the time. You know, don't talk about my enableism that way. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> it's okay. Once a month at the Schwitz, but I mean, there's, uh, yeah. there's bad path. There's a uh, negative influence. You know, there are all these like qualifiers, but this, this person in this article is literally talking about like, Calling your group down to like three or four people because that's all someone can handle. And I and I would never say fatness would be a category that I would judge someone on. Jesus Christ! Also, you know, you, know, you hang out with somebody who's who's uh, heavier, you're gonna you're automatically just going to assume that they're worse than you. And no, I always feel better I, about myself if I when hang I'm with out somebody with them. Than me. I yeah, feel great. exactly. <laughs> there you go. See. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you, you hang out with somebody who's who's heavier, or somebody who's got a massive eating disorder, super skinny. Uh, why does that? Why does that matter to you at all? Like, what the fuck does that matter to you? Well, it's just, 2021. It's, it's we're having it's we're having these conversations in 2021. All this leads me to believe is that we are again very shallow on the evolutionary arc. <laughs> we're like, yeah, no joke. we're. we're we're in phase two uh, of evolution, and there are a thousand phases to go. If that's how we're choosing our friends, we're yeah, we just started the book. <laughs> All right, what else you got Jesus notes on Scott? Christ, uh, I got notes on the first openly gay NFL player. I've oh, got yeah. notes Carl on- Nassib. I've got notes on what does Joe Manchin want. I've got notes on Biden saying, what if we meddled in elections? Ooh. I've got notes on Proposition 22. um, Oh, yes. Yeah, that most dangerous law ever thing was pretty cool. I totally forgot about that. That was really interesting. Well, Mike seems excited about that. Go with that one. Go with whatever Mike seemed most excited about. His eyes lit up. It's something that we all talk about. So Uber. Won the victory, Uber, Lyft, all the drive scum in California. Got the prop passed that allows there's them no to way make they sure won. there's no I, worker rights. I can't rights, believe so. they won. Yeah, they outspent can't, them. That was it. So, And drivers got freaked it. out. They got paranoid. I, I saw the, it was, a, was, it the, was it the Gravel Institute on YouTube. Yes, Great video Gravel if you want to learn more yes. about it. So check that out. That's where I learned about it. The Gravel Institute, Prop 22, what happened? Same old shit. Is it Mike Companies, Gravel? Is it mm, the guy who had the really know, weird I, campaign ads? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't, Hold on, a it's second. just the Gravel. I, the first time I heard of it, I watched D- uh, David Cross talk about random shit, and I was like, "Oh, is this a joke? Is this real?" But it's real. So yeah, it is. It is uh, based on its founder, Mike Gravel. 
But I've been seeing these ads on YouTube, of course. Uber is talking about the $250 million stimulus that Uber, that's their joke. Again, I talked about this before. Little Caesars adopts Big Pizza as their moniker so they can absorb the zeitgeist into their own bullshit corporate scumbaggy way. And now Uber's doing that in these six-second quick hitters on YouTube. $250 million stimulus. Make $31 an hour. What a load of shit! Got such a load of shit! <laughs> ah! You have to find out for yourself. Please don't find out for yourself. Just listen to me. I promise you're not going to make $31 an hour on the regular. Could you do it one hour out of 50? Yes, it is possible. That's true. So I don't know how they qualify that in their little disclaimers below. But this $250 million stimulus brought to you by Uber, which gives you nothing, offers nobody nothing, anything. Nothing is offered. So that fact that Prop 22 got smoked... It was pretty decisive, wasn't it? Like fifty nine forty one, Scott. I believe something like the percentages. And- yeah, it passed. It passed fifty nine forty one. And and the thing about it is that it um, again, it's just it, it's like a the way that the ad campaign worked and the way that they were like force messaging, like Uber and Lyft and DoorDash oh, yeah. and Boy shipped and all. They were just like forcing their employees to you know, agree with prop 22 on and before they logged into work before they logged into work. Like, so it's not even like commercials. They're just, they can't even use the app unless they check out what Uber's saying. It's like old school union busting techniques, but just like Amazon kind of did. Right. Except they were using phone calls and text messages. I mean, but there's a 3 million person difference in voter. And I bet a lot of those people are, are not drivers. I think, Labor needs to do a better job of explaining why these thing, things matter for all workers. And I know the big companies have the power here, you know, like Uber and Lyft. They can put money behind these campaigns. And, and yeah, drivers are are certainly an important segment of the voting population. But we just got to do a better job of convincing people to of progressive measures. And I think we have in other states, like in Florida, where they've like reenfranchised ex-cons, you know, the vote. It's amazing. The thing that I took out of it was how effective an ad campaign from a corporation can be on the masses. It's like these transmissions, they, I mean, Uber, Lyft, and I don't know what it was, Mike, DoorDash or Instacart or, you know, all these gig economy yeah. giants spend $200 million plus on an ad campaign. And people, this is where media literacy comes in, you know. Uh, I just, it, it's amazing that an ad, to me, as an ad, not that I'm in the advertising game, but that is my major for better or worse it's amazing that advertising is that effective that it works like is that is that me being a spoiled educated white guy you know what you could look at plenty of campaigns where 200 million was spent and didn't work you know you you can look at at plenty where it did and this is one where it you know this is one where I, i don't i i guess i just you can't correlation does not equal causation just because mm-hmm. they spent a lot of money on the ad campaign doesn't mean that's why people voted that way. In this particular case, it seemed like maybe that had a lot to do with it. 
um, especially with, yeah, the blast messaging and, and all those tactics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to pick apart those numbers. But the fear. The drivers themselves said in the video they feared that they would not be able to keep their autonomous freedom. <laughs> it's so lame. Well, the campaign. So wait, revolved, did, they yeah. vote, did they vote against their own interests yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah people vote against that. their own interests all the time, or at least what other people think of it, as those people's interests. But here, here, You're the, done. Yeah. This is one of the biggest problems, though, with with Matt. You keep talking about, you know, progressives or leftists or, you know, workers or whatever not doing enough to actually. In this case, I'm I'm talking about labor, big, big labor unions. Fine. Okay. Uh, Okay. Big unions, whatever it is, like to convince people like, you know, the maybe maybe the ship maybe the ship is fucking sailed uh you know how is it so hard to convince people of something so fucking easy and so simple well fucking disjointed this this uh, is there like this much uh you know disintegration there's no there's no sense of community there is no coalition there is there's just nothing there's nothing but like fucking consumerism and entertainment I mean, here's, they, here's how they you might have to can to convince people, but I don't see how that's how, how it's possible. Well, here's how you don't convince people. Like, I'll use a local example that's not local, but is international. United Auto Workers, three of the last four presidents of United Auto Workers are in fucking prison. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I don't know. I actually don't know if that's a true stat. But uh, I should be seven, laughing, but that's there, there, there's been major there's been major uh, corruption exposed in the United Auto Workers and in big labor. Um, it gives labor a bad name. Labor does not coalesce around certain issues. It 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 coalesces around labor's you know, always thumbs and interests. You know, labor has like nothing to they they've got there is no margin for error for labor. When it comes to capitalism, there's you know nothing but if you're looking at if this was like a poll, you would say like oh the margin for error is fifty fifty, you know well, when it comes to labor the margin for error is zero zero. I, I think I think just labor makes a poor does a poor job of making its case to the general public. Everybody should realize general that public union is rights absolutely fucking indoctrinated and has no fucking yeah, ability you, to understand have, what they're talking about. When you have a plebiscite in California, those people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're voting on mm-hmm. yes or no on an issue, A or B, one or two. And they don't care. They they're voting on a gut instinct. Uh, I, and it's Matt, I'm sorry. It's I, I think what all. I'm getting at is I think what I'm getting at is that, you know, it really is it really is more of a like modern media thing. Yeah, you I, know, I, I hate the I hate the term mainstream media, but uh, honestly, this this is a mainstream media thing. Media is such an important part of the story in d- discussion of any type of labor mentality. Like, forget the fucking issues. Just the idea, just the approach to economic issues from a labor perspective or from a left perspective, that's completely gone. So yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the movements need to communicate better, but if the, the primary communication device, which is the fucking media, which stands in the middle of all that, isn't like 
funneling the information from one to the other, then we've got a real fucking problem. And and well, we've always had a real fucking problem. We've had a biggest fucking problem since the eighties and it's not going anywhere. But I don't think the, the national really know media where is we're the, headed. I don't, I don't think the, the national media is the primary device for communicating these ideas. It starts at a local level. We talked about this on a previous show where like, why did the um, UAW vote fail in Boy, where was that last vote that we discussed? We talked about the UAW's failed tactics and how they like tried to make it a social media campaign rather than a door knocking campaign, a door to door campaign. Like labor, in a sense, is like lazy about this stuff. They're not, they're not winning the hearts and minds of their immediate constituents. Let alone the and you got to start there before you go to the broader public, and then you go to the broader public. Like we all need to recognize why we have Labor Day, why we get a day off in the summer, why unions matter to us, uh, why base wages are set uh, where they are and they should, they don't, hopefully don't, don't go lower than that. You know, people need to understand what labor has contributed in this country and what it can give them. And I think it's failed time and again in recent, in recent years. And I'm not saying that I, this is not to forgive those who are opposing this, uh, opposing like, or who are opposing Prop 22, which was defeated so handily, but <laughs> oh, like uh, like it was everywhere, like just you know, tossing infinite, just tossing some idiot's lunch off his fucking table, just fucking wham. But we got to do a better job of convincing Swipe. people. Similar, similar to how like uh, there was a campaign in Michigan to um, voters, not politicians. It had great messaging. Oh. It was about ending gerrymandering in Michigan. Uh, and we have now an independent uh, redistricting council because I think the messaging was fucking right. Like they nailed it. It was not a partisan issue. It was like a simple thing that people could wrap their heads around. Like we, the people should decide what our uh, voting districts should be. And I think with the prop 22, it's the same thing. It's like people need to understand what collective organizing, collective bargaining means. And I, it's a the burden is on on those who are arguing for it to explain how that's a value. And I just think that that we failed on the left to do that in popular referendums. Sorry, yeah, that's really boring shit. No, I concur. No, I love it. I, I was having a blast. <laughs> don't do things that you're criticizing other people for doing that was well, a solid that was a solid rundown i was i've always been too intimidated to do it i mean we fucked up in michigan we had uh we had <laughs> right to we became a right to work state a few years ago i can't remember what year that was but we had a popular referendum on that 2006 sounds right Sounds right. Was that the year Let's the just say that it thing was passed? In the past. No, it was after that. It was so after 2008. Action. 2008. Yeah. Uh, it was Rick Snyder. Rick Snyder was the governor at the time. Hey, we, we missed you. Oh, it was 2013. 2013. Are you kidding me? God. Not that long ago. After all the bullshit that happened with the fucking great disaster in 08, and then people said, hey, we need to be right to work. That'll help us. Oh, people, I wish I could help you out there, but I can't. I can't do it for you. Nobody can. 
I don't know why you fall for messaging from massive corporations that have never had your interest in mind since day one of the foundation of this company. I don't get it. It's just amazing. I'll never get it. And I, you know what? I don't even know if I care to get it because you only got like <laughs> 25 years left, 30 years maybe if I, things go right. You know, 40 if things really go well. And I got other shit to do. I can't try to change the hearts and minds of people who just do not understand this message after I've been on this planet for 40 fucking years. It's sad. Makes me sad. You have, a, you have a very dark view of your lifespan. I think you got. I think you've got fifty years left. I, I believe in modern Ooh. medicine, dude. Yeah. That's a dark. That's a dark view of the lifespan. Fuck, you got fifty more years. That'd be amazing. Oh. I would love that, man. I, come I mean, on, I'd man. like to be snuffed out, not not oh, uh, come the fuck away. Leanne always more yeah. years. I haven't even hit fifty yet. If I had fifty more fucking years, holy shit. I don't look at it like that, Luke. I think every day is precious. Uh, sorry. Yeah, every day is fucking precious, especially when you're fucking, you know, shaking in a wheelchair and somebody's like uh, no, dropping you down the key. on the staircase. We're going to play as good as we played last Sunday when we're 80 on the softball team. We'll all still be on the team. <laughs> no, and we'll I will. be killing it. We'll I, be will like, still be, I will still be killing it. You'll just be getting, every, you'll you'll be getting dra- knees drained between the innings and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll walk around. Yeah, I'll walk Matt's around. Matt's belief in modern syringe just punched into my knee with it'll just have a it'll just have a hole in it by it'll 2045 bill will have drain. on-site drainage for knees <laughs> all kinds of amazing like an idiocracy except it'll be done better because we're doing things better as the society continues to push forward are right? we <laughs> yeah it's all bullshit but yeah right matt I, w- I would love to you know they're saying that people could be cruising up to 120 in lifespan but it seems like a big jump you know, it seems like we kind of got stuck here. Seems like, like a real big jump. I, when, I told uh, my grand everything when everything hits the fucking skids and nobody has any uh, resources right. to survive. And health and, insurance uh, is a disaster alcohol, world. Alcoholism fucking just skyrockets. Uh, yep. Fucking people are eating fast food nonstop. There's exactly. literally no fucking safety net. So yeah, I don't know how people are going to be living to their 120. Well, it makes no goddamn fucking sense. The lifespan in 1921, 100 here years ago. Yes. Jesus, this is a Pinker was, argument. I'm. I was fucking dude, let forty me pull years. Out, let me pull out Pinker. Hold on, hold on. I was telling I'm my grandpa. I'm going to Google Pinker real quick, just to make my, sure I've got the uh, I've got the actual talking point that you're going to come up with. I want well, my, I my grandpa know. when he was born in 1930, whatever. You know, the lifespan couldn't have been over 50 years old, and that dude has never exercised a day in his life since he got out of the Marine Corps. In like 1958, and he's still doing pretty okay. Because he's either a real man, <laughs> well, or, that's part of it, or he's a true anomaly. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like he's he's got modern medicine. Lifespan has increased significantly. Oh shit! Huh. Who who is this man? Grandfather, Joe Kowalski, Granddaddy okay. Kowalski. Pop. Survived survived COVID. Pops, yeah. Right, COVID. Uh, seriously, oh. it's pops. Hell yeah! Yeah. Wow. By the way, uh, I, get, I have to tell you, I was really impressed with your skills. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, <laughs> in 2024, the Gordie Howe Bridge will be the largest cable-stayed bridge in North America, guys. That's pretty exciting news too. Wow. Another thing to look forward to. Nobody cares. I like that. <laughs> I like big infrastructure like that. That's good. Yeah, all of North America. It'll be right here. Right on the border of Windsor. Is it going to be owned by that dude that owns uh, all of Maddie the bridges? Maroon? Yeah, 
Thank you. The Maroons? He's still... Hey, shit. Talk about increased lifespan. Shit. Manny Maroon's like... Is he in his early 90s? No, he's dead as shit. That's a guy that has earned himself an actual episode dedication. Oh, he he needs to actually do it. He's alive. Manny Maroon's dead? I hope so. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, Manny Maroon yeah. died last year. There's, oh, uh, he his, did! Fuck! His son, was, uh, Matthew, is uh, still alive. Who's so he was allegedly... 93, though. 93 years old, so he was 90s. Okay. That's I think his son's more of a scumbag. It's like Chris <laughs> The next is generation like, is always is. more scumbag. Objectively, more of a scumbag than Michael. Genius, genius, genius! A kid that grew up with literally no fucking barriers to his uh, his wealth and privilege has some form like of some form of fucking like, factory. Like we're all sleeping in a bed with Joe Biden's grandmas. God damn! <laughs> these fucking these fucking drops are so confusing. Hey, what should we close out the show with today, guys? I mean, we're I thought you were talking. Here. No, I was not. Yeah, what is right. on? Who who wants to hear what? Last week it was hum. It was. Give me that. Ooh, I was thinking. Uh, what's that? I was just thinking of Scott's white wine, and I want to hear that. It's like everything in life. Making a decision feels good sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta make saying, a fucking decision and move on. I was thinking I wanted to hear uh, Robert Palmer's, uh, you know, irresistible. Simply irresistible. <laughs> I, love, Simply I do love Robert irresistible. Palmer. Wow, dude, nice. that shit is amazing, man. It's like it's like postmodern, like genius. He just leans into that shit. He has so many cognates for that word. I don't even know if cognate is right. No, I don't think cognate is the right word. It's just insane. He's got like seventy-five words that end with "ibull," and it's phenomenal. Really? Okay, well. Simply phenomenal. <laughs> I don't even think he uses phenomenal, unfortunately. But there's like a million of them. Luke, if you like that, listen to uh, listen to Mediate by NXS. That's another uh, one where that's on Rift and it's uh, pulling it up. Seven hundred words that rhyme with Mediate. <laughs> I watch that. What's his name? <laughs> Michael Hudson. Yeah. Mystify. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. What a sexy boy. The way we have to actually go, it's got to be simply irresistible. It was supposed to be a joke because I put on simply red, but we need simply, simply, ah, it's yes. not simply irresistible. <laughs> but nobody got it. Fuck all. No, nobody got that. I Well, I wouldn't get that. You know that. I, I would never pick up on that shit. Well, that's okay. Yeah, only it's these two joke. dudes. It's a questionable it. joke. Oh, Simply Irresistible has genius behind the lyrics. The somewhat verbose pop rock tune reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1988. So somewhat it kept, verbose. It was kept from reaching number one by Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. So there you go. A fun fact. You guys have seen this video, correct? Well, I think everyone thinks of the, you know, the models with the tight black see-through other... The, you might, might as well face it, you're addicted to love is the big one. That's, wait, that's the video I think of, with the red lipstick wait. and the white pale face. Wait, do you, well, hold on. What? Yes, of course. So you, do, you don't like the video? No, I, I, this video does not ring a bell like the addicted to love video. For me. Oh, man. The she used to look good to me, but now so I good. find her simply irresistible. What does that mean? <laughs> Dude. 
irresistible, unavoidable, irreversible, invincible. <laughs> this is the third in a series of videos that feature Palmer singing in front of Hadley. Oh, all the videos on. look the same? I didn't know that. Inscrutable, irrefutable. Indivisible. Indivisible. I mean, come Palmer on. about the tongue in cheek visuals match the lyrics of all three songs. The trend is irreversible. Some critics found Palmer's videos to be sexist, but the singer claimed that they no. were later a joke. I hope they are sexist because, like, come on, they're a sexist joke. Exactly. The whole thing is like a—it's like going through the fucking. Uh, no, no, turn the song off. I'm turning it off. I just found out. I can't. We can't do this. You just found Pepsi, out what? Pepsi enlisted this song for their commercial. In their ad campaign, in 1989, Bill Hicks would not. Approve oh, right. We we should yeah. probably we should probably not uh, do any drops or anything from anything that was uh, associated <laughs> with a giant company. Pepsi's not even the worst one. Bill Hicks would be pissed, and uh, I agree with Bill. On that, so. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's the show. We did it. Uh, we're gonna close it out. Next week we'll be back doing our thing. We talked we covered a lot of different topics today. Several topics. Uh, hopefully one of them were of interest to all of you out there. Is it at gmail.com? If somebody besides Danny and Eric wants to email us, you are welcome to do so. And you don't have to, you know, No, keep your notes. John, keep your notes. John, keep your notes. We're going we're definitely uh we're definitely tackling uh, Biden's uh retconning of history this last week. I think we have to. I think we've got to. We have to. There's a teaser for you. Uh, or I'm doing a bonus way, episode uh, where right, so. I talk all about Biden. Of course they did, man. Obviously. Filibuster lives on. Good for you, Filibuster. Hey, what would this country be without a good old-fashioned filibuster? Anyways, next week we'll be back. Have fun. Enjoy your lives. Uh, Danny, Alaska. Danny! Hope you find some darkness. I know it's light like all day and night, so I don't know how you fucking sleep right now. Pretty fucking wild, but... Make do. Bye. Bye, Danny.